Welcome to Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. I got to tell you guys, we are going to be coming at you right now with a really good one. We're talking about our key fantasy injuries, and then we're going to get into our waiver wire pickups. It's a little bit of an extended waiver wire pickups, but you know, we're hearing the demand for it and we're answering that demand. So we're going to kind of go in a little bit deeper and some of us, that's all they can do is just a little mm-hmm. deeper king <laughs> but we're gonna we've heard your your questions we've heard some of the demand to try to go in and and give us a little bit more relevancy on those waiver wire pickups and we're answering those demands so let's get at it guys key fantasy injuries week eight was kind of i would say goodish if you would, I mean, it's it wasn't that bad when you consider week seven, week six were kind of brutal when it came to fantasy, you know, injuries and guys going down. There really wasn't a lot of guys kind of going down in week eight. So that was kind of nice. We got Cooper Cup with an ankle. We got Gus Edwards with a hammy. Andrews went down with a shoulder. He already had a knee injury kind of going. And then during the game, he went down with a shoulder. He's still not in practice and everything right now. And and uh, we got Taylor with an ankle. So out of all of those right out there, what do you guys think about who's the most fantasy relevant injury and what kind of impact are we looking at for those fantasy owners? King touched on it on his must sit for this week. Cooper Cup. I don't want King touching anything why... on me. All right, let's bring it back to football, guys. Well, hold on. Uh, if we're going to bring it not bring it back to football yet, well, at least I got my two inch extender on so I could go deep in this segment, dog. You go can't ahead. Go just, that just, deep. A, just a little deep. Two inch extender on. All right. I'm just saying, bro. All right. You two centimeter? I'm picking on my shrimp on the Barbie, dog. All right, Bombo. Go ahead. Sorry. But, uh, speaking, I mean, it seemed like McVeigh was trying to get the last two inches out of Cooper Cup, putting him in that blowout. Garbage time plays, targeting them in garbage time. That was what everybody was talking about after that scare with Cooper Cup. And I mean, if you guys are watching the game, they had the trainers around them. Skycam was 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 focusing in and he looked like he was in pain. And all anybody could talk about is what's this guy doing in this game? Uh, and I hope Big Vay learned from that. I know a lot of Cooper Cup owners were probably shitting on themselves when they saw that. And they don't want any bonehead moves like that. But like, hey, we've always talked about it, right? McVay is just trying to, Sometimes he's too much of a player's coach. Uh, he tries to overcomplicate things. And I know he wants to get Cooper Cup that second triple crown. I know he's, I know for a fact he's a stats guy that wants to make sure guys get their bonuses, things of that nature. But when it comes down to it, Cooper Cup shouldn't have been in that game. And he's lucky just to get away with some, just a little bit of swelling in his own words. He dodged a bullet. But I mean, for a guy that gets that many hits per game and gets that many targets, there's just no reason to be risking it. So McVay saved his saved some of us, and he saved his job, and he saved a lot of Rams fans from going going up to his house with pitchforks and torches. I know there was no structural damage, guys, but that's a high ankle still. And remember, Cooper Cup's effectiveness is cutting and making these. He, he does triple move routes four moves on his route that only him and matt stafford can decipher and when you can't plant on your foot and your ankle and push it's hard man i know tape works only to a point but this guy's gonna get shot up this weekend he's gonna get taped he's gonna get spatted he's gonna get everything and it's still gonna be hurting like a motherfucker so I, I I think that's a tough one. I think he might be affected for a couple of weeks. 
But I think the bigger one, guys, is just Jonathan Taylor, right? It seemed right all year. You know, and the reality is in some games, they've given the ball 20 times, 25 times. Remember what I said in the divisional, man? The thing that made this guy what he was was those long touchdown runs. Have you seen any this year? This guy's been shit. So I, I think... I think now that he's got that ankle, I think I agree he probably wanted to come back sooner than later. The team wanted him to come back sooner than later. And I think it just showed he came back too soon. And this thing's going to fuck with him all year now. And now it's a complete wasted year. And we already talked about that for being the basically the number one consensus pick. Not the first round guy. The number one overall pick. He He had a tough year, man. And I think that's the biggest impact, really, just because of what people invested in that freaking guy. But, man, what a tough year for that dude. That's a really good... last year... Yeah. Okay, I got a quick question for both you guys. And I'm going to throw it at T first, and then Bombo, you come behind it. Think about where... Don't be throwing your shrimp at me. I'm (laughs) throwing my shrimp on the barbie here, all right? So, think about where they're drafted in almost every league... And who's the bigger bust? Jonathan Taylor? Najee Harris? Najee. Najee. Only because he's in, he's in every single down. I think he only, he's only, you know, on on the sideline for maybe two or three actual downs a game. He's in every single fucking play and the guy can't even get, you know, what 50 60 yards in a game it, it, i to me it's it's Najee. i think it's jonathan taylor because i'm gonna i, I like Najee, so i'm just gonna say i think that that foot injury for his first five weeks really that matters especially hearing that he was wearing a carbon fiber plate inside of his shoe which and the shoe was the cleat wasn't able to really bend and he wasn't able to plant off of that foot in all directions the way he wanted to whereas Jonathan Taylor recently got hurt in the last like three weeks three or four weeks but we had a fully healthy Jonathan Taylor putting up stinkers and he was he went number one overall some Najee was going kind of in the back half of the first round where I mean Taylor was going and there were, if you were to ask us back in August Taylor or CMC we're taking Taylor and and I think I personally think uh, I'm not saying the Colts needed Ginger Jameis, you know, Carson Wentz. I don't know if they needed him to win games, but it kept the defense honest because he was able to bl- have Pittman blow up and their the play action worked and they was able to open a lot more things up for the run game. Now, I mean, they're daring Sam Ellinger and they've been daring Matt Ryan to beat him all year. And they're just stacking the box on Jonathan Taylor and he's talented. But I mean, he can't he can't run over eleven guys every play. Okay, wait wait a minute. But, I mean, but, but Bombo, what, what, I agree with you. But one, let me just kind of peel it back a little bit, right? So this whole entire Colts offense this year has been shit. Even that offensive line, which has been amazing up until now. So to to say that it's you know Jonathan Taylor. I, you can point your finger at anybody on that fucking team. That whole oh, offense, yeah. Yeah. that whole offense is just in a disarray this year, as opposed to 
where, you know, we already knew the Steelers are who they thought we were on offense, right? We knew that they were going to be a mess going in. They were a mess the past couple of years anyway. You got a defensive head coach who doesn't pay attention to the All fine right, details. Settle down, settle down, Najee, big guy. Hey, listen, Najee listen, 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 had a better opportunity, and he hasn't done anything since that. Those two guys, that. not about the offenses and really where their draft position was, guys. I think that's the bigger thing. You know what I mean? We settle down, trigger, man. You hey, like, dude, get I me all fired up. Corral you there, dog. You gotta get me all fired up. No, 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 no. I hear you because I would, I would have taken Jonathan Taylor one overall because of the team, because of the familiarity with the coach, because of the familiarity with the offensive line. All those things factored into him being the league's leading rusher last year yeah. by a mile. No, yeah, Bumble, King, King Bumble, Henry was hurt boy. a lot. Down boy, down, down, <laughs> down, down. You're good, dog. You're good. Yeah. No, no, no. I I agree with you, Bombo. And it, and it's a hard one, man, because you know what? I got pieces of both those guys. And they really haven't done shit. You know, and I, I sort of think that too, Bombo, for the number one overall guy, didn't matter what with the jockey was, the horse was still the same horse. You're telling me it's that much of a difference because you got a different freaking jockey? It's the same. Philip Rivers ran that fucking shit, too. I'm just saying. So, whatever. All right, man. That was me, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Trade him. You guys can. Get something from him. Get something for him. Trade him for Khalil Herbert. And, yeah, they won't do that. I was going to say uh, but David Montgomery yeah. and Khalil Herbert. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But I will say this too, man. I don't mind the Zach Moss thing where they traded Naeem Hines for Zach Moss and whatever else they did. So I think Zach Moss is more the same kind of running back as Jonathan Taylor as opposed to Naeem Hines being the third down back. And they got that other kid over there, that Neon, Dion, whatever his name is, but he's mm-hmm. good too. He'll be the change of pace guy now. So, I mean, I don't know. How do you give up with your captain the last three years, the guy that means so much to your team? What's that say about the team? And they didn't get nothing for them. You know, I don't know, man. Or they just basically said, hey, dude, we're going to throw you a bone. We suck so bad. We love you so much. We're going to put you on a team that could win the championship. Yeah, that, that may be what it is. Because they were trying to do that for Marlon Mack last year, too. Yeah. And nobody was. You know what I mean? Like, trade. fuck, dude, we're sending you to a good team because we just can't do it. And we're sorry. It says hey, that last the year they even. Done. Oh, for sure. And the general yeah. manager. They're both married. And all the their picks, all their yeah, their quarterback shit, all the stuff they've done. They're done. They're done. They're done. See you later. Hard, hard knocks curse. <laughs> hard oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Madden curse. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and uh, transition over there into our waiver wire picks. All right. This is going to be kind of a little bit more in depth. King. You got your two centimeter extender ready to go in a little bit deeper today? Yeah, hot dog in a hallway, if I'm talking about you, but I'm just saying, you know, this is what I'm saying. With these with these movements now, you gotta sort of pick out where your waiver wire jewels and gems are gonna be. And I think looking at it, the two the two guys I targeted and the guy I'll talk about the most is Nico Collins. I know he's a little banged up. And I know Brandon Cooks didn't get moved, but both you guys touched on it. This guy's checked out already. He didn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. He's not in an offense he wants to be. He's tired of running all fucking game and not getting the ball. He's sick of it. I get it. You know, but he didn't get moved. 
no matter what, they're just not going to throw him the damn ball. It's it's going to be hard. They'll probably try to overfeed him one game. It's going to be stupid. And then I think Nico Collins is going to emerge. He's got a little bit of a groin right now. So I'm sure he's out there on the waiver wire. But pick him up, stash him a week or two, let him get some better run. Because really what Lovey Smith wants to do is he wants to set up the pass through the run. And if they get a little more better matchups, they played some tough teams the last couple of weeks, but they had some good matchups. And if they can get the ball down the field pushing it and Nico Collins can catch it in space, he might be able to do some things. So Nico Collins is one of my waiver wire pickups this week. It's a nice pickup. I like that one a lot. I think you're absolutely right with everything you just said there, King. And I don't get a big head because I'm not going to say that very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texans are really trying to you – you touched on it. Uh, previous segment, they're really going with Damian Pierce as that offense, and you might as well see what else fits around him. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. I want to say Lovey's job is safe right now. He's get they're going to give him some time to develop a team, and you know they put some draft capital in Nico Collins. He's a big guy. He's fast. He runs good route, and we just we just need to see what he does against number one receivers. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start moving him around a little bit around the line of scrimmage, different areas as teams start realizing that Brandon Cooks is getting faded out of this offense. If Nico Collins could step up to the plate when they run some good plays for him and put up some points, even in losses, he's going to be a steal next year. All right, King. So who do you got else on your waiver wire as your number two guy? Well, throwing out my two inch extender, there's a couple guys really, you know, and I, I'll, to be honest, you know I mean? There's quite a bit of guys that I think are coming back either from injury or got it, you know, open spots, but you know, the Nico Collins thing obviously was affected by a lack of a trade, but by a trade, I, I like George Pickens, you know, and George Pickens is still available in a lot of leagues, guys. I think he flashed that one game at that great catch. Probably a lot of people had a space on the roster, picked him up and then probably do- dropped him in a couple of weeks when he didn't get shit. And I get it. Their offensive line is bad. But the one thing I like is I saw it today, guys, and I was watching something. I don't know what it was, but Kenny Pickens came out and called out his team, Doug, and basically said, these guys got to play better. We all got to play better. We got to study more. We got to practice harder. We got to do those things and pay attention to more details. And he started calling out penalties, offsides, things like that, stupid penalties that they keep making. Missed assignments in the blocking, missed going into the wrong hole. He said, everybody's making mistakes, myself included. He goes, we have to get better. And he called out, that's calling out the coaches too. So I think doing that, I think they realized, hey, we got to fucking tighten up this ship a little bit, tighten this thing up. And I think you're going to see the result of that the next couple of weeks. And now with Claypool gone, this is your guy. This is your guy there, your long-term guy. You hit a home run with the pick that you made, and hes they're going to show the world. So, George Pickens, too. Love me some George Pickens. I've been high on yeah. him since the divisionals. I you know, kept saying that this guy is going to really kind of start to emerge as the number one. And like you said, King, he is the guy now, now that Claypool's gone. But he's kind of been the guy there for the past several weeks. It's just been showing. So, yeah. I absolutely love that. That's a great kind of deep waiver wire type of thing. Stash the the guy, you know, maybe you'll get an opportunity to put him in as a flex. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Love that. Bombo. 
I don't see how he should even be on the waiver wire. If anyone was is looking at these games, I mean, maybe offensive production and the numbers, if you're just doing the math, like, oh, yeah, I, I can understand. But if you're watching Steelers games, anytime Pickens makes a big catch on the sidelines, they go nuts. Like he's he's getting, you could tell that he's got the command of a lot of people in that locker room. And he's a personality. He's somebody that, you know, the, the Steelers can, can, out of everybody that I think of on the Steelers defense, including Najee Harris, Pickens is probably the most marketable, like the face of the offense. If you really want to do it, he's real Pittsburgh, hard nosed. He blocks. He's rough on a, on an interception. He'll, you know, he's like a, like a Heinz Ward. He'll crack back and block you and he'll, he'll knock you out. And he's real emotional on the sidelines and he's real, you know, he, he has the facials. He's, he's, he's Steeler football right now. And I think he has the talent to go with that. So he shouldn't even be on the waiver wire, but if he is on the waiver wire, you need to pick him up because he's about to go to the moon or he'll go as he'll go as far as Kenny Pickett can take him, And that's in wins or losses. Very well said. Very well said there, Bombo. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go into my waiver wire pickups really fast. So I got one that's kind of, I wouldn't say controversial, but it's a little bit out there. All right, so hear me out, guys. One of them is Jeff Wilson. I know I kind of mentioned him in one of our previous episodes when I was talking about how I love what the Dolphins did when we are talking about the fantasy trades and everything. I love Jeff Wilson in this type of situation. It's a 49ers reunion. It's that 49er backfield all over again. You know, they traded away Chase Edmonds for a reason. Mostert's the man. But Jeff Wilson compliments him so well, and they know that. We saw this before. It was successful in the Niners. I just, I think this is a good move. I think for Wilson and the owners out there, you know, that that want Wilson or, or had him and dropped him because they were afraid when McCaffrey came over what they are going to do, this guy's out there right now on a lot of waiver wires. I would definitely pick him up. You know, this is a guy that that deserves to at least be sitting on somebody's bench stashed and plugged in, you know, when you guys need him. Definitely one of those the guys that you just want to kind of keep around. So I would go out there and considering and King called it out, too, where he was talking about Mostert's injury history. I would go out there and I would kind of stash this guy because Mostert does go down all the time with injuries. So definitely throw that guy in and plug him into that type of hole. You know, good handcuff, too. So I would definitely look at that guy. That's one of them. My next guy, Marcus Mariota. This guy, he's balling out a little bit. He's getting you a lot of fantasy points. I mean, he's averaging right now 24 fantasy points a week over the last, I think, like four or five weeks. He's under the radar. Nobody's talking about him. You don't, he's not flashy, but he gets things done and he gets things done with his feet. He can extend the plays. He can scramble. He could run. He could do a lot of different things. Everything that Bomba was kind of praising Fields for in a previous episode, Mariota does a lot of the same things. He's not as gifted, as talented as Fields in those aspects, but he's really good and he's really strong on his feet and it's very underrated. So I really like what he's been able to do. And think about this. He's got a matchup against the Chargers coming up this week. Chargers are a mess on defense. So expect Mariota to do pretty damn well against the Chargers. But a week ago, in week eight, he played the Panthers. And what did he do against the Panthers? I mean, he just balled out against the Panthers in week eight. 
And now he's got them coming up in week 10 again. So if that's a guy that you want to pick up right now and stash or potentially play because one of your, you know, your starting quarterback is struggling, I would definitely give Mariota consideration because he's got a really good favorable schedule and don't look now, but the Falcons are actually on top of the division. Those guys are actually getting some wins and they're, they're just stacking some wins. So they're not, they're, they're not bad. They're not something to shake a stick at and you can't overlook them. So I really like a Mariota as a deep waiver wire type of pickup guys. No, I think I'd take Mariota right now. Yeah. Over I was going the same thing, man. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, you know, right now, if you were to tell me how's Mariota becoming fantasy relevant, I'd be like, Oh, he's with his legs, you know, efficient passes to Kyle Pitts, making dump offs to the running backs that can go for a long way. If you were to tell me that, Aaron Rodgers is going to put up 35 fantasy points. I'd want to know how, like what happened, what automatically happened that he's put up 35 fantasy. That that would mean that Aaron Jones got 60 if Aaron Rodgers has 30 as 35. Whereas I can see Mariota just in a real sloppy way, putting up, you know, high, you know, top 10 QB numbers, which he, which he has been doing in some of these big games. And T you touched on it right away. Like right now, Green Bay is, I think Green Bay is, is, is on their way of almost being like, oh, we're done. Whereas Atlanta's like, hey, we could win this thing. We could win this division. We could make some noise. And, and Mariota is no quitter and he's no slouch. It's not the prettiest of football. I mean, I know that they were got, when they got blown out a couple of weeks back, they refused to pass. I mean, they want to say they still ran the ball like, like 30 some, 37 times and, and lost by like 21. But I think everybody's getting more familiar. And I think Mariota, and everybody in Atlanta has been hearing the Desmond Ritter buzz. When they're going to give him a chance, he's not. He hasn't getting a chance because they're winning games, and they're getting. They're not. They're in games as well. Give me Mariota over a lot of dudes that you know were drafted high, and he's just been sitting out there right now. Give me Mariota over Russ. Tell you the truth, but I mean, what do you think, King? I think you said it. Said it all, bro. You. you I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. the truth. I mean. The reality, too, is it's like we just were saying. It's sometimes what the game plan is. And when they're only averaging throwing the ball 16 or 17 times a game, he's not going to wow you with his arm. And how many times they're going to integrate him. I think the thing with Mariota, too, is he's being very disciplined with his age. He's not really taking off on that first step like he used to in Tennessee and just running and being one of those running quarterbacks. He's waiting. And you know what? That's almost his third or fourth option at that point. And he's a much better quarterback, I think, upstairs in his head. He sees the game. It's slowing down a lot more for him now probably. But I'd like to see him just take off more and use his legs more because I think that he could do more offensively and keep the ball going offensively. And I get the risk of hurting him. He's get, He is getting older, but he's still built good, and he's Hawaiian, so – he can always run. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, man. I just, I think they need to just let him loose a little bit more and he'll even score more points, you know, but I, I think that's enough about him because we've talked about fucking an hour on him. I, I just want to throw something on yeah. Jeff Wilson, dog. This is my two inch extender going out here, dude. I don't know if he's on much of the waiver wire, dog. He was a starter two weeks ago. I mean, a lot of guys maybe dropped them, right? You know what I mean? A lot of guys dropped them. I think yeah. the other yeah. thing is the guys They're, will probably... Yahoo sent an alert out that 35,000 people dropped. I mean, panic dropped him or panic. rage dropped him. But 35,000 yes. yeah, out of... Yeah, when CMC got signed. 
millions. Yeah, millions. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's a trend. It's a trend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody who just pissed off as hell, you know, who had Elijah Mitchell mm. who got hurt, and then they picked up Jeff Wilson, and then fucking McCaffrey got traded there. And I still got Elijah Mitchell on my IR, but oh, I wasn't mentioning me. But anyways, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. those guys are pissed off and drop them because I did. I dropped Jeff Wilson. I dropped everybody. I don't mm-hmm. want nobody on my team from that night. Because I was going to say, I was All gonna, right. at the end, I was going to support it. So it was basically like I was going to shove it in real hard, but then pull it out real easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And by the way, I, I dropped him in the lead too. But anyway. Yeah, but nobody would notice when you shove it in really hard. Mm-hmm. Only when I pull it out? All right, <laughs> That's enough. Is of that. it in? Yeah. That's it? All right, Bombo. Who the hell do you have as your waiver wire pickups? All right. We talked about it in our trades, trade deadline segment. I know that we were going through it, you know, with our notes, pre-show meeting, talking about what didn't happen. We didn't want to bring up the whole Kareem Hunt thing because he didn't get traded. But that, what does that tell you right there about the Rams that were in it for Kareem Hunt? It's what the Rams didn't do. Rams were in this, you know, in the market for a big name splash at running back, but they ended up doing nothing. In fact, they even decreased their running back by who would people would argue is their most talented running back by benching Cam Akers basically for the rest of the year. Cam Akers has even came out and said, no matter what, he does not feel comfortable playing for the Rams anymore. It's just, it's just best for both sides, probably looking to get dropped, which brings me to my waiver wire pickup of Kyron Williams. So I've had Kyron Williams stash for a couple of weeks, just because I remember game one going against the bills I was having a conversation with T and I was like, hey, I'm watching pregame and they're talking about this guy that I noticed they didn't play him in their dress rehearsal uh, preseason game. And when they talked about McVay, how come Kyron Williams, the rookie, wasn't going to play? He said, we've seen enough from this guy in practice and we've seen enough in him in limited carries to know that he's he won't play this last preseason game. That's clue number one. Clue number two is Shefty himself, Adam Schefter, came out and said, Expect big things from Kyman Williams this year in this offense. And that was at a time when Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson were not practicing and they were questionable for game one. This guy got hurt on the opening kickoff for for the Rams and then had to go on IR and had to get ankle surgery. They didn't make a trade for a running back. The Rams started Ronnie Rivers against the Niners at home. I was going to ask you, who the fuck is Ronnie Rivers, Doug? What is that? The Rams didn't know who Ronnie Rivers was until about a week ago. But they have Kyron Williams, and he gets talked about a lot. And McVeigh has the worst poker face, you know, ever. When he was talking about the guy in preseason, he had this big smile, and he kept on saying, oh, we're going to work him into the offense. We know what that means. Just like you were going to work Odell into the offense, and you target him, <laughs> you target him on two post plays for touchdowns in his first game. He's going to want to be right. McVay's going to want to be right. He's been right about Kyron Williams, who did really well at Notre Dame. If you guys want to go to YouTube, look up some old old footage of him, or if you're a Notre Dame head and you know who I'm talking about, he had a bad combine and ran, you know, 4-6, in the 40. There's a lot of guys that ran slow 40 times that are fast in pads, that are fast in the game. And why not? Right now, I mean, the Rams are still the Rams. They're the defending champions. And if you can stash a guy who, who if the organization thinks he's a running back one he's still a running back one pick up a running back one off the raver wire worst comes to worst you dump him and he might be the most or you hold on to him and he's the most productive guy in the committee but that committee is slow daryl daryl henderson and ronnie rivers so 
go with the unknown. I say pick, go ahead and pick up Kyron Williams. And if he's still on IR, you could bring him onto your IR spot if you're in a classy league that allows IR spots and just give him an IR tryout. My I, other way, I was just going to say oh. that Bombo real fast, you know, that that's definitely one of those IR guys that you had mentioned in a previous episode. Stash him, put him on there, give him a tryout. And then your other guy, Isaiah Likely, we, we talked about him in the divisionals. We've been talking him up. He showed flashes during the preseason. And just recently when Andrews went down with a shoulder injury, he showed enough flashes as the number one. Hear me out. Rashad Bateman is out right now for about four weeks. IR is Probably a possibility with that. They're hurt in the backfield. They got, I want to say their healthiest guy is Kenyon Drake right now. Justice Hill, who's still coming off of an injury of his own. Lamar is still Lamar. So they're going to have to throw eventually. If defenses are wise, they want Lamar to throw. And for Lamar to get back to being Lamar in the air, he's going to have to go to that big, reliable target. Hopefully that's Andrews for those who have Andrews. But if he can't go, Isaiah likely is is going to step in. And he's possibly the future. Um, and if Andrew, Andrews and him can get on the same page with Lamar, you could be looking at a, a Gronk, Aaron Hernandez type deal where he can support two fantasy relevant tight ends because Isaiah likely is just that good. If if you go to your waiver wire and you see that he's not there and he's probably on somebody else's bench, that guy's probably the smart guy in your league and knows exactly what this guy brings to the table prior to blowing up last week. But go ahead if, and be that guy. Go get likely so that when somebody else goes to pick him up, they see that he's on your bench. And worst comes to worst, you have a you have Mark Andrews handcuff. But if Andrews can't go or if they sit him because they got a bye week coming, I say you start him right away as the Baltimore number one option in the passing game. Isaiah Likely. I like that likely pickup. I mean, what last week when Andrews went down, he had 77 yards. You know, I mean, he only had six catches. That tells you a lot about that kid. So yeah, I and like a touchdown. that. Yeah, and a touchdown. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I like that Here's one. Here's the other part. Like, guys, I don't know. I know you probably did, Bombo. I know you didn't, T. But I remember during, during COVID, the only team that played was Coastal Carolina. They were one of those teams that really put themselves on the map that year and said, we'll play anybody anywhere. They were taking games on a week's notice because teams were getting bowed out with COVID. And they were playing some big-name teams. And there was one dude balling out every week with the quarterback. And that was Isaiah Likely. So, yeah, no, the guy's a monster. And the, the, the lights aren't too big for him. He's playing well as a rookie. He understands everything. He was in a pro-style offense at that small college. That coach is the shit over there. He needs to get into a bigger program. But he signed like a 10-year deal after that first year and said he just wants to build that program. That's what he wants to do. But Isaiah Likely is a monster. You know, and I, you know, I'm intrigued by Kyron Williams too. You know, and what's going on there, and that Ronnie Rivers thing was bullshit. But I mean, it's just weird over there. I, the whole Cam Akers thing. I love you. I hate you. You know, he probably caught him cheating on him, and just said, "Fuck it, that's it. It's over." But yeah, I mean, those dudes were in love last year. You know what I mean? And it's just like it went so bad so fast. And I think that the biggest contributing factor there is their offensive line. Big wit retiring just crushed them. They had they got it killed them. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're barely going to be able to band aid that shit together now. Their offensive line is getting healthier, and last week they actually played better even against San Francisco, especially in the first half. But they were starting a rookie on left tackle now, and their center's back. So you can tell their center's not a hundred percent back. 
But once he gets cooking, gets going a couple more weeks and a little more healthy, I think they'll start doing better. But they're going to have to do something in the offseason to shore that shit up if they want Stafford to play another year or two. And maybe Kyron yep. Williams is the guy that takes the load off of that. I don't know. But they got to do something with that line. And I don't know if anyone can run behind it. I want to see this kid run. And then you made a comment. He's slow. Four, six, four, seven. That's crazy. That's slow, dude. That's fast as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's fast. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's like, you're right. Get, it's not game. Game speed. speed's different. Yeah, but game speed's different. Calvin Johnson ran a four, six, seven. Yeah, four, exactly, six, dude. But it's like, just oh. thinking of that, just, you know, just the aesthetics of that four, six, four, seven, is it's slow. Fuck, that's nuts. <laughs> I'm just saying that, guys. Fuck, all right. So, so I want to ask you guys, if somebody in your league frustrated, panic dropped and said, I'm done, you know, Cam Akers, it's, it's the end of the trade deadline. They didn't get nothing for him. I've dropped him. Would you guys pick him up with the hope that if he gets cut in real life, somebody picks him up? And if who do you, who do you think could use a Cam Akers right now or is he washed? Well, I think, isn't it too, I don't know how it works, but I think the whole thing will be the salary cap. If they're not going to get any relief by cutting him, I think they'll just do like they do in the NBA, send him home for the year. Just go home, Doug. Yeah, he's owed one he's owed 1.15. Yeah, he's on his rookie deal. He's not you know, he's not getting shit, but or even put him, you know, throw him on the practice squad at that point so you could fill the roster spot. You know, he'll definitely be inactive every week going out. You know, even like that year Marcus Allen didn't play, he was in Levi's on the sideline cuz he was banging Al Davis's daughter. Mm-hmm. And they were making him a healthy scratch every week. Fuck. Anyway, I'm just saying, but the same kind of shit. You know what I mean? That's really what's going on there. You know, that's, you know, Sean McVay caught him. Yeah, but I, pro- I probably I probably wouldn't pick him up, even though somebody oh, yeah, like, that's just what we're cut about. him or anything like that. Eating, yeah, just- kind of bring it back there, Keith. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't pick him up either, dude. Only because I wouldn't pick him this up. This year, I wasn't that high on him. I want to see what he can do. Remember, he came off that Achilles. And he got a lot of run in the playoffs, but it was out of necessity. It's like you said, Anderson yeah. is what he is. They need to upgrade that position. Hopefully, Kyron Williams can. But I don't know about Cam Akers, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch him myself. I think. I think if I had him, I'd try to make a move, and hopefully T would be in my league because I think that's the guy I target mm-hmm. to make the move with. The fuck out of here! <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying, man. Okay, well, if that's the cap on his career, of his three-year career, he's got a Super Bowl, so he can he can fall back on that. Super Bowl champion Cam Akers. <laughs> he's going to be in his Hyundai Sonata going yeah. around to these card shows just <laughs> signing autographs. All right, guys, so that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for this week. I'm going to go ahead and throw it to each one of you for your closing thoughts. Bombo, go first. I just want to let everybody know on behalf of the team here, at the Double I Show, Fantasy Island, it's a long, it's a long season, it's a long off season, and even the champs have to have their bye week. So for all of you guys that didn't get that Week Eight preview, our start sits and all that jazz, uh, that was our bye week. There were some other commitments, but you know we're here, we're pumping out the shows for the listeners, and we see you, we hear you. I just want to take a s- second to mention. Uh, on my bye week last week, I was able to attend my son's final freshman game and hear this stat line. He's only been playing football for about six weeks, five catches, 101 yards, three tackles, one tackle for loss, and a forced fumble, or as we like to call it in our world, 22.1 fantasy. That's points. what I'm talking nice. about, dude. He's a starter, nice. bro. 
I'm going to draft him. I'm putting him in. Dude, Played 100%. You know, I'm putting him in. I'm putting him in. Pick, yeah, pick him up. Waiver wire. Why? Why didn't you put him as your waiver wire pickup? That sucks, Fuck, Dad. He's a stud. I'm just saying, dude. I'm a yeah, Dad, up. you're fucked up, dude. Anyway, <laughs> good shit. All right, King. Closing thoughts. A couple things, man. I think there's a couple guys that really need a nod, man. And I'm just gonna throw it to him. And I didn't think it would be like this, but I just want to keep throwing a nod to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. These guys are going off and. I know we talk about him and we touch on him and we can't talk about him every week because we want to, you know, change it up. But fuck, these guys could be talked about every week. I mean, I could throw out stat lines of these guys, top five guys, you know, number of hundred yard games each one of them has had, touchdowns they've had, the yardage Tyreek Hills had. He's had already three or four games over 150 yards this year. I mean, this guy, he's not slowing down. He's got a 1,000 yards receiving at the halfway point, guys. Got 960 yards receiving. That's what Tua Tagovailoa and Teddy B. My hat's off to those guys. You know, and I just want to make sure and say that always, and we probably won't touch on them enough at the end of the year, and we'll see how they do by the end of the year. But, fuck, dude, I mean, I'm thinking, man, I could draft both these guys on my team next year and be okay. Just saying. But, okay, the other thing I want to say is almost what Bombo said, and he touched on it. It's Bymageddon, bro. Six teams on a bye this week. All the byes are coming up, man. Here it comes. Okay, guys, weather the storm. It's been a tough season. But what did I tell you guys at the beginning of the year? Don't quit. Don't be that guy that drops out on your league. So hang in there and look at your league. It's been a tough year for a lot of people. Your league might be the same as mine where you got two guys that are winning almost every game and the rest are right there in the playoff hunt, even if you got one or two wins still right now. So hang in there, man. Hang tough. And you can still make the playoffs if you're fucking shit like me. Just saying. Because that's what I'm going through right now. I got to hang tough, man. I got to try to squeak one out, man, and get in that fucking, you know, get in the tournament, bro. That's what I want. So hang in there, folks. Keep doing it. Do what you do. Listen to Bombo. Listen to T. Pick up their waiver wire pickups. Mine, I don't know. But you know what, man? If you do that, I think you guys could hang in there. Just keep just keep hanging top. Very well said, King. Very, very well said. You know, kind of keeping in that theme of the waiver wire pickups, I just kind of wanted to close with this. I wanted to kind of throw it out there and say, Waiver wire pickups, being able to stack your bench and just kind of put guys on there that you may not think are going to do much or you're just kind of stashing. It's really important, especially in, in a bye week type of situation. I got to say, I'm, I'm one of those like a glass half empty kind of guys. I'm a little bit of a cynic and a pessimist. It, it, sometimes, you know, I was texting Bombo over the weekend and I had two big studs that went, you know, they were out this week. And they were on buys. And I got to tell you guys, I figured I was going to get my ass handed to me. And you know what? The guys that I put in off of waiver wires and, and those type of deep drafts and just kind of getting my team stacked just to be able to plug in for one week, they came through big time for me. And it's all about the matchups. It's all about those kind of guys that you're you're just kind of seeing what they're doing, where they're trending up. Don't be afraid to go out and get those kind of guys. Be at one step ahead of your league mates. And it really pays off because I'm I'm proof right there. This week crushed, 
crush my opponent. No, not even close, not even a problem. And I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe I won this week. I, I, I thought for sure I was going to just get crushed. So guys, pay attention to those waiver wires, work those waiver wires. And if you can, Start throwing it out there for trades. You might be in a league where there's not a lot of trades that happen. Fuck, man. Start throwing it out there. You know, you never know who's going to bite on what. You know, you, you throw out some trash out there and you got a knucklehead in your league and he might bite on it. You just never know. So just kind of stay stay the course and just keep working those wires. That's you all miss, I got to say. You miss every shot you don't take. True. Very true, King. Very, very true. All right, guys. So for R.W. King and Bumble, I'm Sweet T, and we are out. Peace.